Uh, today, 52 uh, SE guest, special guest, we have uh, Joe from uh, Manhattan Aquariums, Unique Corals and Marco Rocks. Yet again, you probably know him if you've watched uh, a few of these already. Yep. Uh, he shares his experience and characteristics of the best tanks you've ever seen. You told me you've been doing this since you were 13, over three decades. You've seen some good tanks. So what are the characteristics of uh, the best tanks? We're gonna ask questions uh, like, what does vision, pre-planning and end goal mean? What is uh, uh, maintaining balance on a global scale? What will the wow factor be? Uh, how will it complement the room? How will it withstand the test of time? Large animals are impressive. And how to extract happiness from it never being perfect. All kinds of counsel here like the details of this will be the characteristics of the best tanks of 30 years of reefing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a hard one too because every tank is unique and they all have something that they hit upon that makes them really special, especially the best ones. Mm -hmm. And for me, and I think a lot of people, is the tank speaks to you in a certain way and typically that way is through inspiration. Mm -hmm. Going into a fish store, I remember at 14, 15 years old, I'd ride my bike to Pets Plus in Freeport and all the aquariums are in the basement. And when I go through the regular dog, cat food stuff, and I work my way down the stairs, all of a sudden the humidity and the fish room smell would hit you. And that would like condition your senses, like, all right, here it comes. And then that first reef tank was along the stairs, and then there was a second reef tank, and they would inspire me, and it made me just want to go home and work on my tanks. Those were some of the best tanks because of what it did to inspire me. One of the things that inspired me uh, was a local club I went, uh, meeting I went to. And you go into this gentleman's basement and it dedicated the whole basement to this display, the whole thing, right? And it wasn't like, a, uh, I mean, it's always gonna be expensive, but it wasn't like a, an expensive fancy install. Mm -hmm. uh, it was three tanks with under sump equipment, but it was, I mean, I'm gonna but butcher this, but like, I want to say this next size bigger than a 180, but there's three of them. You know, there's one in this wall, one in that wall, and one in this wall, and it was Acros, LPS, and Softies, mm. right? And you know, like what inspired me is like that he like really cared uniquely about these animals. You can probably now see it here, actually, mm -hmm. but like you know that he was thinking about it to that level. Uh, and decided to create displays on them. And they were stunning, man. Yeah. It was like one of the, like, the most popular meetings that I've yeah. been to. Where there's yeah. so many people here to see these things. I think telling a story is what an aquarium is supposed to do, right? Uh, and, you know, that mixed garden reef without a theme or a purpose is like storytelling without connecting the different characters and the different subplots. It's just bleh. It could be beautiful, but to me at least, you know, it needs to inspire, it needs to tell a story. And that's what kind of the series I feel like it might be going where we can do a lot more than just a mixed garden reef. We can set up a specific biotope that can tell a story. I wanted to take it so far as to actually put a plaque next to the aquariums in my store and say, this is a representative reef of, uh, you know, the Seychelles or the Australian Great Barrier Reef at low tide or a seagrass bed in Bora Bora or something, you know, something to really tie it to a physical location. Um, but to me, the, the general term of what is the characteristics of a, of a great aquarium, and there, there's several, is, um, is, is that first that inspiration has to be there. Okay, so the first one here is what is uh, vision, man? You got to create a vision for this tank 
pre-planning uh, to end goal to me. So I got yeah. a vision, I'm planning, and then I'm producing the end yeah. goal. And one of the things, before we get on this section, I just want to elaborate on what you said, which is, you know, think of the mixed tank. This is where all of us start. And then, like, if you think about that as, like, every hobby, though, like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, radio control or if it was cooking or whatever. Like, you try all these different things, and then you eventually find, like, one, man, that really speaks to you, and you end up flying only planes or only helicopters, True. you yeah. know, or, you know, like, you do the broad spectrum approach and then you kind of like gravitate, gravitate in a different something. direction. And that's usually where you do the most amazing things. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, My home fish room, uh, you know, I could do anything I want, really. I've got access to all the cool calls and everything. And I went freshwater, dare I say it, blasphemy. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't get to do a lot with freshwater. And freshwater is what inspired me to get into this business, this hobby in the first place. So now I've got these different biotopes in my garage that I converted into a, I guess you can call it a man cave, but it's a fish room. And it's got the South American Amazon biotope. It's got the Malaysian biotope. It's got a, like a paludorium style with plants and trees coming out of it. And each one tells its own story. I even got an antique tank from the 1850s, a JW Fisk tank with a single paradise fish in there. So e each tank, again, tells that story. But you can do the same thing with saltwater. You know, it's interesting. I mean, we're, we're, we're train wrecking here, but like, I can't help it. <laughs> it like, what's interesting is that like sometimes people you get this perception that you know people don't cross the boundaries between salt water and fresh water or you know one's better than the other one or yeah. something like that yeah. you know because whatever you're doing is better of course right? yeah yeah all right but like i think at the the crossover is like 50 percent. people actually have both you know and somebody asked me the other day you know like would you ever do a 52 weeks of fresh water right and I thought, well, hey, man, like, I don't know anything about freshwater. Not a single thing. The only thing I've ever done is kill beta before, mm. you know, like as I was like eight, right? But like, you know what I thought about? I was like, wouldn't it be fun to create a like 52 weeks? It's a little bit different than this one, but it would be like, hey, this is Ryan. I've been doing reefing, man, for 20 years, right? <laughs> I'm going to go into freshwater here and, uh, I'm gonna learn it all in real time. Wow. Research every last thing that I can research about that thing and then share it with you guys as I'm learning in real time and apply it to these tanks behind me. me Your biotopes. The these freshwater tanks are stunning. When you could recreate a lake or a jungle floor river, I mean, it's just as magical as any coral reefs. And to me, it's I've come full circle because I got out of freshwater and I got heavy into reef and I'm still heavy into reef, but then something was missing. And when I got freshwater again, it, I felt kind of complete. Now that sounds a little hokey or whatever, but it's uh, it's my roots and uh, now I, I do both. I mean, I feel like this is such an excuse that I just like can't help but like lean on, but it is also real and it won't be real, you know, in the somewhat near future, I guess. But like, uh, dude, you have like, what is it? Like a six and eight year old? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this like fits that world like uh, better, but like when they leave, you know, for college or whatever, whole different list of time, man, I got, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that. Uh, as much as I know to be present with them now, I'm kind of looking forward to having more time. I love hanging out with my wife too, but you know, you'll have more free time when, when they're not I'm there. already Play planning around. my hobbies for that. Yeah. yeah I'm way down. Let's do my the biotope. Seven, so I'm yeah. way, I'm a decade plus away. <laughs> 
Yes. All right, let's get to it. What is a vision, pre-planning and end goal mean? This the person that produced the best tanks you've ever seen have done this. Give it to us. You need to plan. I mean, if you want to do something dynamite and it's okay to learn as you go and piecemeal it slowly and change the vision and fine tune it. But, you know, as anything with anything in life, you know, having a plan certainly helps to figure out where you're going and not waste money along the way. Um, in New York City, where we've designed and installed and maintained aquarium for over 20 years now, you know, everything starts with a vision, typically through the architect or the designer or the end user, the client. And we try to balance the room decor, where the sunlight is, whether it's glass or acrylic, the size of the aquarium based on the, the load capacity, support of the floor, all these things come into play um, to design the tank that complements the room the best. Um, you know, breaking it down to more of a hobby level, um, you can't deny that having a plan is, 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 I mean, it's super important. So one of the things is like, where do you get that vision from? 